Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 9th of November 2022 and there is a massive red wave in the midterm elections and in the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as well. Now, over $60 billion has been wiped off from the cryptocurrency market and this is mostly to do with news surrounding FTX and Binance. So it looks like FTX is in deep trouble and CZ from Binance is offering to acquire FTX. Now, if you have been following the cryptocurrency news, you will be well aware of what is currently going on. But in today's episode, I'll very briefly touch on that as well. Now, this is an absolutely massive news and it coincides with the massive midterm elections which is taking place today. And apart from that, guys, on the 10th of November, there's the CPI numbers. That is the inflation numbers that is going to be out. So this week is going to be really crucial for the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And one thing which I did mention in yesterday's podcast was to keep an eye on the volume of Tether USDT. And guys, since the last 24 hours, Tether USDT's volume has gone more than three times of its average daily volume in 2022. And as of 9th of November, in the early morning hours of Gulf Standard Time, Tether USDT's volume is 115.86 billion dollars and the volume of all stable coins is at $134.76 billion. Now, as the day goes by, and when it's midnight in other parts of the world, I do have a feeling that the Tether USDT volume will definitely surpass or will be close to $150 billion. So in today's episode, we are definitely going to be talking about the price of global cryptocurrency market, the volume of DeFi, and there's some really not so good volume, considering the fact that there's so much of volume in the global cryptocurrency market, the volume of DeFi is ridiculously worse. And we'll also be discussing some really crucial information regarding US and the US Department of Treasury has seized over 50,000 Bitcoins and this is in connection with Silk Road dark web fraud. So we'll be looking at that in details. And in today's episode, we're also going to be talking about One Inch Network and surprisingly, they are censoring DeFi transactions and that goes against the very ethos of open blockchain. And what is really surprising is that the key people from One End Network are also trying to give explanation as to why they're censoring transactions. So definitely not good for DeFi and definitely not good for the global crypto market as well. So in today's episode, is definitely going to be uncovering quite a lot. Now regarding UAE, we have two news as well. The first news is regarding Abu Dhabi and they have launched a blockchain and cryptocurrency body. So I'm going to be sharing my opinion if that is a good thing or not. And the second news is about UAE-based Ramzik Group. And they have announced the beginning of its operations globally. And they are doing that with Zenic Blockchain. So today's episode, guys, is going to be packed with loads of information. And last week, guys, I did have the opportunity to interview the CEO and founder of MetaDecrypt. So please check out that episode. And guys, listen, if you are in Dubai or UAE, MetaDecrypt, is proud to present a specially curated exhibition called Design in the Metaverse at the Dubai Design Week. And Dubai Design Week, held in strategic partnership with Dubai Design District 3, is the region's largest creative festival. It's truly going to be an immersive experience exploring how Metaverse technology is pushing the boundaries of design. The initiative is focused on showcasing brands and projects with compelling use cases and impact in design in the Metaverse. So those exhibitions at Design in the Metaverse will be able to mark the presence globally and connect with global community to take their initiative forward from fashion, architecture, 
gaming to entertainment and arts every sector gets the opportunity to express their creativity moving beyond the real and virtual world so do one thing guys follow meta decrypt on the social media channel follow them on linkedin follow them on twitter facebook and instagram all of the details are in the show notes below and the same thing has been updated on dubai design week's website that is dubaidesignweek.ae so look at the show notes and if you are in dubai and uae and are trying to build something in metaverse this is an event that is an absolute must and richard patel is definitely turning out to be a pioneering leader in the cryptocurrency blockchain and metaverse space so let's get started today's episode so welcome everyone it's atim you're in dubai and you're listening to crypto and coffee at eight where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse and how the series of episodes in the crypto and coffee at eight works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies some major breaking news occasionally short and sweet news as well news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world the other two news and information is related to dubai uae and middle east in the world of bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse and this is followed by ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world and guys fridays i do have an episode called metaverse everything where we solely focus on metaverse so please check out those episodes as well the format for metaverse everything podcast is completely different and what i tend to do is i tend to publish a daily and weekly report via my linkedin profile so please follow me on linkedin my linkedin profile is on the show notes below now before we kick start today's episode i have an important message so check this out firstly guys startup oi is global one tech platform for tech it offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights now listen all you have to do is download the app startup oi if you're using an android version go to google store and app store for ios devices alternatively you can also click on the show notes below to download startup oi next the 10th edition of the world renowned flagship that is global blockchain congress by agora group is taking place on november 23rd and 24th at sofitel dubai the palm and there will be more than 60 speakers 150 investors 30 sponsors and these sponsors of metaverse gaming nfts and defi projects looking to raise funds 20 media partners and more than 300 delegates so listen guys if you're a blockchain startup looking to raise funds join agora on this special edition on the global blockchain congress and have a one to one meeting with pre qualified investors and this edition's main themes are digital assets regulations in the gcc web3 platforms metaverse gaming and nfts now remember guys the spots are limited so register online via the link in the show notes below or go to agora's linkedin page or go to the website all the details are in the show notes below next guys listen if you are into fitness if you are into adventure if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the middle east the podcast is called rise in the obstacle course race and rise in the obstacle course race podcast is a peer to peer community driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the middle east from sandstorm to spartan race from tough mudder to desert warrior challenge and also the government golf games and quite a lot more the podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights people on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race in the podcast they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race 
And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, since you've taken care of that, the massive news that is going on, the global cryptocurrency market is down to $904 billion. Now listen guys, ever since the news between FTX takeover or acquiring by Binance was done, there was a lot of volume changes so far as the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies were concerned. When I was looking at this data literally 4-6 to six hours ago, the global cryptocurrency market was well over the $1.4 trillion mark. It did go down to $940 billion. It went back again and now as of 9th of November, 12.30 a.m. Gulf Standard Time, the global cryptocurrency market is at $904 billion. Now depending at what time you're listening to this podcast, these volumes could significantly differ. Now since the last 24 hours, it is down by 13.25%. But listen to this, guys. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $193.47 billion. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, the total crypto market volume, even when Terra Luna collapsed, used to hover somewhere between $40 to $60 billion. But this time, it is almost four times of the average market volume of 2022. Now, if you've been looking at the data, let's say 2017, 18, 19, and 20, the total crypto market volume used to be around the $100 billion mark, but 2022, but 2022 has been the worst year so far as the matrix of market volume is concerned. So, keeping that in mind, this is definitely an anomaly. And since the last 24 hours, the total crypto market volume has increased by 109.86%. And surprisingly, the volume of DeFi, the total value has actually gone down. And the total value lock has gone down by $4 billion. And it is at $49.09 billion. So I'm really curious to see if FTX exchange was connected with DeFi-related protocols, which has gone completely belly up. Now listen guys, if you are into FTX exchange and are connected to DeFi, I strongly recommend to check your position. Because the total value lock for 2022 has been stagnant to $52 billion to $54 billion. Now, as of today, 9th of November, it's gone down by almost $5 billion and it is at $49.09 billion. So, it looks like, guys, there is something notorious and wrong going on in the DeFi world and most likely it is connected to FTX exchange. Now, MakerDAO still accounts for 14.91% 
with $7.32 billion locked in Lakedow Protocol. And DeFi accounts for 7.42% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, the biggest matrix for the 9th of November, which surprisingly coincides with midterm election, is the volume of stable coins. And this is at $134.76 billion. And as the day goes by, I wouldn't be surprised if it crosses the $150 billion mark. But the biggest change in all the volume is the volume of Tether USDT. Now, out of the $134.76 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $115.86 billion. So, Tether USDT is clearly an outlier. The volume of USDC has very marginally increased and it's up to only $5.60 billion, whereas Binance USD's volume did actually increase and it is up by $14.54 billion. And when I look at the price about Binance, I'm also going to be discussing some anomaly because the prices did reach an all-time high and it did go down as well. So something really strange is going on with reference to Binance BNB as well. Now the volume of stablecoins surprisingly accounts for only 92.56% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now listen guys, these numbers on a regular given day in 2019, 2020 or 2021 would have been normal. But because 2022 has been one of the worst year for cryptocurrencies, the total crypto market volume does look like an anomaly. And even the volume of stablecoins does look like an anomaly. But on a regular given day in 2019, 2020, these numbers would have been fairly normal. Now guys, what I've been doing is for the last week is I've been looking at the top 3 best performing assets since the last 24 hours and the top 3 worst performing assets in the last 24 hours. And it's needless to say that FTX is going to be there in the worst performing assets. But let's look at the top 3 best performing assets. There is a protocol called UniDef which is up by 34%. And VRIS Finance is at 27.20%. And DFI Money is up by 15.80%. And the worst performing crypto asset since the last 24 hours is FDX Credits and is down by 79.30%. And Eatbull is down by 49.90%. And Manifold Finance is down by 44.50%. Now guys, we're also going to be looking at the market share 24-hour trading volume between Bitcoin and Ethereum. And Bitcoin prices has gone down way below the $20,000 mark. Now, the market share of Bitcoin is $381.03 billion. And Ethereum's market share is at $184.7 billion. Now, the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $84.4 billion. And this is a ridiculously high volume. And this is mostly to do because of the drama between FTX Exchange and Binance. Now, for Binance, it's great. But for FTX Exchange and its customers, absolutely terrible news. Now, Ethereum's 24-hour trading volume is at $28.32 billion. Now, the dominance of Bitcoin is at 38.30%. And Ethereum's dominance is at 18.60%. And guys, what I've been doing since last week is looking at the market cap of privacy coins. And surprisingly, since the last 24 hours, all the privacy coins have been massively hit. I really don't see the connection of how privacy coins market cap has gone down. Monero's market cap has gone down to $2.48 billion. So it looks like roughly $600 to $700 million from Monero's market cap has been wiped off. And similar effect has had on Zcash. Its market cap is down to $653 million. Decred 
is at $342 million. And since the last few days, I've been talking about Mask Network, which was at number four, but they have gone back to number five. And the market cap of Mask Network, which is at number five, by the way, is at $192 million. And Harmony, which was at five, is currently at number four at $260 million. So it's so critical, guys, when you're trying to invest in any of these protocols to truly understand what Bitcoin is. That will give you an understanding of what Bitcoin is not. And Simon Dixon, who did put up a brilliant video via LinkedIn, where he talks about how we in the cryptocurrency industry are trying to replicate things from the fiat currency. So far as hard money is concerned, let's look at the price of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's price is at $18,317. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 12.54%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 10.53%. And because of the FTX drama, Bitcoin and Ethereum have been drastically been affected. Ethereum is at $1,311 and since the last 24 hours it is down by 18.06% and since the last 7 days it is down by 16.66%. Now guys listen to this, Binance coin is down to $316. Now when I looked at the price of Binance coin, it shot up to $380 or $390 dollars. It was on the verge of reaching a new all-time high. So really I'm not sure what has happened. But the prices have miraculously gone down. And it is down to $316. Now what has happened is that CZ, the CEO of Binance, he did put out a tweet stating that he is willing to acquire FTX exchange. And that could be the reason why the Binance coin did actually shot up. So I really am not sure why it has actually gone down. Because if you are having Binance and BNB coins, this definitely seems to be very promising and positive news. But maybe we'll try to uncover something in the next few days. Now since the last 24 hours, it's down by 7.75%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 2.62%. Now the massive news, guys, which is going on, particularly in US, is the midterm elections. Now there's a massive red wave going on in midterm elections and in the cryptocurrency sector as well. Now if you are an American, it would be really curious to see what happens when the election results are out. Now, I'm really am not sure if the election results are going to be out tonight or in the next couple of days because a lot of the votings have been done by mailing and the press secretary did actually say that it might take some time for the election results to be out and knowing the notorious history of left-leaning politicians, I really am not sure if there is some notorious activity going on in the midterm elections as well. So over the weekend, guys, it's really crucial to pay attention to what politics is going on in US and how that will have an impact in the price of cryptocurrencies. Now, in the cryptocurrency world, the FTX drama has overtaken the majority of mainstream news. So the news is pretty simple. What happened a few days ago was that Coindesk did publish a report which stated that FTX's sister company called Almeida Research did actually print funds out of thin air. And because of that, it had an impact on FTX exchange because essentially they were having funds backed up, created out of thin air. And uh, that was one of the reasons why users were really upset and they decided to withdraw the funds. And yesterday, CC did actually tweet that when they had initially invested in FTX exchange, they had gotten X number of tokens and CC decided that they don't want anything to do with FTX exchange and they want to liquidate that tokens. And that did create some kind of chaos between Sam Bankman-Fried from FTX Exchange and CZ from Binance. But 
looks like the users are no longer trusting the left-leaning former multi-billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried and they wanted to withdraw the funds. And in yesterday's podcast, I did actually talk about how users were affected that they could not withdraw funds for roughly around 3-4 to four hours. And Sam Bankman-Fried lyingly told via Twitter that everything is fine and they do have funds and they have not invested any of the funds. But all of the reserves, which I believe they had more than 2,000 bitcoins, everything got liquidated. And few hours ago, they had just one bitcoin as a reserve. So it looks like this is pretty much the end of FTX exchange. So what happened today is CZ, the CEO of Binance, did mention via Twitter that FTX asked Binance for help as there is significant liquidity crunch and Binance have signed a non-binding letter of intention intending to fully acquire FTX exchange and help cover the liquidity crunch. So what I would really recommend you to do is guys, get information from the first source and in this case, the first source is looking at CZ's Twitter profile. So follow his thread it does give detailed information and Sam Bankman-Fried, the former CEO, I should say, of FTX Exchange has also confirmed via Twitter. So what I would really recommend you to do is, rather than listening to mainstream media or articles, go to CZ's Twitter account, read through the series of tweets and then go to Sam Bankman-Fried's Twitter account, read through a series of tweets. Now listen guys, this deal need not necessarily go smooth as it is intended. And they may have few hiccups because Coindesk has published an article stating that regulators have tough power to stop mergers that quash competition as FTX Binance deal draws antitrust concerns so regulators across the world have the power to block major mergers like this one because if they fear that that could limit market choice and also have strict law against anti-competitive behavior. So at this point of time, I would say it is at least 90% confirmed that Binance is planning to acquire FTX exchange. But if the regulators decide that this deal cannot go through, then it's going to be a devastating news for cryptocurrencies. And this would have a knock-on effect on all the protocols that have invested in FTX. So it looks like CZ is trying to be the savior, not just for FTX exchange, but also for people who have heavily invested in FTX exchange. So a lot depends on CZ and Binance. Now, while this news is going on in the cryptocurrency world, there is also a massive red wave going on in the political spectrum as well. And Coindesk has provided another brilliant article that crypto has prepared for a divided US government. And as Republicans rise as it should, I do think over the long run, it would have a positive impact on the blockchain protocols and cryptocurrencies. And one thing, guys, which I've been saying since a very long time is, when you talk about politics and politicians, as of now, they do have a massive impact on the price, the trajectory and direction of cryptocurrencies and left-leaning politicians and ideologies are not in favor of Bitcoin, open source and innovation, but right-wing politicians and right-wing ideologies are generally in favor of Bitcoin, open source and freedom of speech. And interestingly, guys, there is also a massive debate which you can listen to on Bankless Podcast between Eric Voorhees who was a former Bitcoin maximalist, but one of the OGs in the space, who is talking about open source, Bitcoin and freedom of speech, and Sam Bankman-Fried, who was left-leaning, was talking about regulations, particularly in the DeFi sector. So what I really recommend you to do is listen to that podcast. It is well over one and a half hours long, but they are sharing their points and opinions. Now that being said, I do agree that Sam Bankman-Fried does make some really valid points, but unfortunately, guys, anything that he says at this point of time 
does seem to be relevant considering the fact that just yesterday he actually informed its users that FTX exchange is perfectly fine and he also talked about how one of the competitors is trying to create fear and today he's asked his competitor that is Binance for some assistance so terrible news for FTX fans and FTX supporters. Now guys there is a massive breaking news that did happen few days ago and this was to do with seizing of 50,000 676 bitcoins. So the US Department of Treasury announced that it seized over 50,676 bitcoins and this is the second largest crypto recovery till date. Now what I would recommend you to do is go to the US Department of Treasury's website and read through the article. The article is literally one page long and it talks about the recovery is in connection with Silk Road dark web fraud and the article mentions that thanks to state-of-the-art cryptocurrency tracing and good old-fashioned police work, the law enforcement located and recovered this impressive cache of crime proceeds. So my big question is guys, whenever the US Department of Treasury seizes this Bitcoin, they usually tend to put it up for auction. And whenever they put it up for auction, they usually put it up for a much lower price. And Tim Draper was one of the guys who did purchase a lot of the Bitcoins when they were seized. Now what I feel is guys Michael Saylor would be one of the guys who would be jumping in to get these bitcoins so they have more bitcoins accumulated so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the bitcoins that are seized. Now guys the next thing that I'm going to be talking about is about DeFi and this is absolutely terrible news so it looks like one inch network is censoring transactions. Now the article is published by a coin telegraph so what happened is that an entrepreneur called us Brad Mills he mentioned via Twitter that DeFi is denying users access to decentralized exchange callers DEX due to various factors such as location and wall content. Now go through his Twitter profile. He does give a screenshot as well. Now this is absolutely terrible news for DeFi and open blockchain. Because listen, when you talk about open blockchain and when you talk about DeFi and when you talk about decentralized exchanges, how can you censor these transactions? But but one inch network has censored this transaction. Essentially, the user can't even use it. And what is even crazy is that they've even tried to give an explanation of why they have censored this transaction. The Sergey Maslenico, the chief communication officer at One Inch, told Cointelegraph that restricting wallets is part of the efforts to provide a safe and compliant community environment. This goes against the very ethos of using cryptocurrencies and blockchain itself. So what I really recommend you guys to do is go to Andreas and Tom Paulus video on Pillars of Open Blockchain. So he talks about open source, neutral, censorship resistant, borderless, permissionless and publicly verifiable. Now these are some of the basic things and pillars of open blockchain. But looks like a lot of the blockchain protocols, especially in the DeFi sector, do not follow that. And this is absolutely terrible news. Now guys, let's talk about two news regarding UAE. But before we move on to two crypto and blockchain news regarding UAE, I have two news regarding obstacle course race in UAE. The first news is about Spartan Race and they have a massive event in December, the World Championship. And this is the second time they have the World Championship event in Abu Dhabi. And guys, I have a standalone episode with Spartan Race founder Joe Cena talking about Spartan Race NFT. And Sean, who's the chief technology officer, was also in the podcast. And Calvin, who's one of the OGs in the NFT space, was at the podcast as well. So we discussed from a business point of view 
why did Spartan Race decide to go out and launch its NFT, what were the challenges and quite a lot more. So please check out those episodes. It is a standalone episode talking more about NFTs and not so much regarding obstacle course race. And the second message is also about obstacle course race and my favorite one that is Tough Mudder. And listen guys, I'm on a mission to do my 100th Tough Mudder. So check both the messages now. The first message is from Spartan. Now Spartan is a global fitness brand with 10 million strong community. They create transformational events, experiences, products and content to help people, companies and team tear down boundaries and expand what they believe to be possible. From day one, nearly two decades ago, they've been champions of human transformation and they live to help people get outside, eat healthy and develop habits that lead to a life of constant progress. With families of brands, they push people from every corner of the globe outside the comfort zone and immerse them in a world of tough fitness and elite sports. Now they do this because you can face and overcome adversity head on and your potential is limitless. Now this year in December, in Abu Dhabi, the land of gazelle, thousands of athletes and spectators will gather at the metropolis in the desert to compete for Spartan immortality. This is a unique opportunity to watch the world's best obstacle course race athletes compete for world championship and have your group conquer the course themselves. The massive event takes place from the 2nd till the 4th of December this year. Now for Spartan World Championship, the ticket details and registration to the programs are mentioned in the links below. Now if you are into running, if you are into adventure and if you are in UAE, you definitely, definitely need to check this out. And the second news guys is about Tough Mudder. Now listen guys, there are three things that I'm extremely passionate about. All three of them have some kind of similarity. That is heavy metal, Bitcoin and obstacle course race. Now we've looked at the premier obstacle course race event that is Spartan Race which is taking place between the 2nd and 4th of December. But the next one that I'd like to discuss is Tough Mudder. Now Tough Mudder is unique and I did my very first obstacle course race that was Tough Mudder. And Tough Mudder obstacles are more fun, more adventurous and it involves a lot of teamwork. And you can also use my promo code which is George25 for a 25% discount. Now if you are into running, if you are into adventure, if you are into obstacle course race, you definitely need to sign up for this event. So go to the website toughmudderarabia.com and you can also follow them on Instagram. The Instagram handle is toughmudderarabia. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's talk about the first news from Abu Dhabi. So the news is Abu Dhabi launches blockchain and cryptocurrency body. And this is called as M-E-A-A-C-B-A. That is M for mother, E for elephant, A for alpha, A for alpha, C for Charlie, B for Bravo, and A for Alpha again. So the news that got announced by a national news channel is Abu Dhabi launches blockchain and cryptocurrency body called as the Middle East Africa and Asia Crypto and Blockchain Association and they aim to address the industry's biggest challenges. So Abu Dhabi has launched a new association backed by Emirates Financial Fee Zone to hasten the development of blockchain and cryptocurrencies in the region. So the Middle East Africa and Asia Crypto and Blockchain Association is essentially a non-profit organization backed by ADGM that is Abu Dhabi Global Market and they aim to bring industry players together to discuss strategies and address the biggest challenges facing the industry while also integrating digital assets into economic sector. And the Abu Dhabi Global Market based association counts major cryptocurrency platforms such as Mabadala backed midchains, Dubai based BitOasis, Bahrain's Rain Financial, Crypto.com and Binance 
In what the article states, guys, is the more positions Abu Dhabi and the UAE at the forefront of innovation in line with government objectives to capitalize on the continuing digital transformation to transition into a knowledge-based and smart economy. Now listen guys, historically, Bitcoin has had severe allergic reaction to association and councils. Now the idea of having a council or association may seem great, but you need to understand why was Bitcoin created. Bitcoin was created so that there is no central entity or associations and the transactions happen only peer-to-peer. So Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system and the association's goal include developing educational campaigns and coordinating with local and global partners to draw up frameworks for blockchain ecosystems that are accessible, transparent and comply with industry standards. The association will also address issue of sustainability in the cryptocurrency sector which has faced a backlash for its massive energy consumption. Now the good thing is they will also hold competitions to find companies to develop solutions for rural economic problems and the winners will be given an opportunity to receive industry support and connect with investors. Now look guys, at a macro level, this might seem a really brilliant idea but I have different opinion on that. What happens when these associations are politically aligned and what happens if they tend to set best standards that just deviates it from the whole peer-to-peer and the whole notion of open blockchain. And as of now, it may seem alright, but as time goes by, these associations could have severe impact on projects and protocols that are under them and that could have severe impact on sanctions, privacy and politically aligned ideologies. Now think of it guys, what if there is a particular project that is part of Middle East Africa and Asia Crypto and Blockchain Association and after a few years, if that particular project or the founders of that project are from a country who are sanctioned by US and other countries, what happens to that particular project? And that's one of the reasons why historically Bitcoin and open blockchain has had severe allergic reactions to associations and councils. But if you look at it from a Dubai and UAE's point of view, they're just taking an initiative to educate the general mass. So you definitely need to commend the UAE and the Abu Dhabi global market for that. Now the next news guys that I'm going to be talking about is a project called as Ramsey Group and they have announced the beginning of its operations globally and they are doing that with a protocol called Zenic Blockchain. So let me try to give some information of what Ramsey Group is. Ramsey Group Trading is named as Ramsey Technologies Limited and I did try to get some information and the only information that I got via the DIFC website that is Dubai International Financial Center website is that they have been incorporated on the 13th of July 2022. Now they do have a brilliant YouTube video where they actually talked about how Ramzik has started as an idea within Area 2071 which is an innovation hub under Dubai Future Foundation and how Ramzik is currently merging with Zenic Blockchain and they have a protocol called as Your Token and the whole goal of this token is to protect the customers from themselves so essentially the news is UAE-based Ramsey Group announces the beginning of its operations globally and they are doing this through Zenic blockchain protocol and aims to transform the UAE blockchain ecosystem. If you do want to get more information, what I would recommend you to do is go to Zenic blockchain protocol. You'll get loads of information. Now, unfortunately, guys, I could not get any information regarding Ramsey Group. I'm not sure at this point of time if they have any website. I try to get information via LinkedIn, but unfortunately, you cannot get any information via LinkedIn as well. 
Now, Ramsey Group is the company that is the driving success of the Zenic blockchain. So, Zenic is the blockchain and ecosystem on which everything is being built. And Zenic provides smart decentralized options for its customers to store, manage, and protect their digital assets in a transparent and fully decentralized manner. It connects the NFT universe with online and offline commerce, providing an effortless solution to its customers. And Ramsey Group is the organization providing the cutting-edge Zenic blockchain ecosystem, a next-generation digital asset management system, a one-stop solution for digital asset management, and they also have a Zenic app which can be downloaded via iOS and Android and essentially it consists of the world's first-ever blockchain-based messenger system called Zenic Messenger. So check this out, play it around with that and let me know what you think of it. Now guys, if you're into sports in Dubai and in UAE, Battle is definitely gaining a lot of momentum and Ramzik provided by Zenic sponsored one of the leading sports events of the year, World Battle Championship Dubai 2022, reiterating its philosophy of supporting initiatives that help motivate people towards achieving the goal. So definitely brilliant stuff. So guys, the Zenic app is completely integrated with the Zenic Hub, a standalone physical device to store, control and manage digital assets on the highest level of security. And all transactions and notifications from the digital wallet are provided to customers through it. The app also has full access to NFT Marketplace. So by using Zenic Messenger, users can chat with each other or conduct transactions. And the Zenic app is also linked to the Zenic debit card. So the Zenic Smart Chain, an innovator second-layer blockchain, is fast and easy to use and provides up to 10,000 transactions per second while offering extremely low transfer costs. And Zenic also provides a decentralized exchange called as the Zenic Swap. So it's going to take massive leads so far as customer adoption is concerned. And guys, once again, when any protocol promises a lot of transactions per second, you always need to be aware of the blockchain trilemma problem that is security, scalability, and decentralization. Now, Ramsey, powered by Zenic, also has its annual initiative, Smart Chain Forum, which it organizes every year. And the Smart Chain Forum is an annual summit an avenue for thought leaders in blockchain technology to discuss concepts and sustainable methods to develop the future of digital assets in the sixth era of technology and innovation. And the Smart Chain Forum will feature speakers, panel discussions and networking opportunities around the future of digital assets and blockchain. And this year's Smart Chain Forum will be held on the 13th of November at the iconic Armani Hotel in Burj Khalifa. And some of the keynote speakers will include Suleiman Al-Rafai, the founding partner of Ramzik, Irvin Doctor, the founding partner in Ramzik and Patrick Campos, Chief Strategy Officer of Security and quite a lot more. So definitely a good idea, but it's going to be really interesting to see how users adopt this technology. So that's all for today guys in the Crypto and Coffee team from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com. And guys, check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be asking anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, 
beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. We have crypto and coffee at date, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. I have a question by Giselle who asks, when do you think is mainstream adoption of metaverse? Now Giselle, this is such a brilliant question and what I tend to do is when I interview startups, CEOs and founders, I always ask them this question. The question that I tend to ask them is, after a couple of decades, will the metaverse economy will be bigger than the real world economy? And we're talking about at least a couple of decades for that thing to happen. But going back to your question, when do I think mainstream adoption of metaverse would happen? I would say at least 8 to 10 years from now is when I do see mainstream adoption of Metaverse. Now, despite what people say that Metaverse is already here, that is not Metaverse. Own to games is not Metaverse and there are very limited use cases as of now for Metaverse. You need to be aware of a couple of technological changes that are taking place in the virtual world, augmented reality world, mixed reality world. And at the same time, you also need to be aware of what is going on so for us, the sixth generation of internet technology is concerned. These also need to be changed. You also need to look at artificial intelligence. You also need to look at the general understanding and awareness of metaverse as well. And keeping all these things in mind, I do feel that you're looking at at least 8 to 10 years down the line where metaverse will be mainstream. But when I talk about mainstream, I'm talking about replacing mobile phones. Now Mark Zuckerberg from Meta they want to release a virtual reality headset that would be similar to using sunglasses, but he's focusing more on the user experience as in people should be able to use it for a much longer time rather than using a bulky device. The size would that be of a sunglasses, but with user experience so that people can use it for a longer time. Now, will that replace mobile phones? I definitely do think so. And now that's one of the reasons why Mark Zuckerberg is investing heavily on research and development for virtual reality headset. Now, we're only talking about virtual reality. Apart from that, Giselle, there's also augmented reality, which makes real things come into life. Now, keeping all these things in mind, I do think we're looking at at least 8 to 10 years down the line. And one reason, Giselle, why I think that is because right now what the world is facing is inflation. There's geopolitical conflict going on between Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan, and even within countries like in the U.S., there's internal politics and chaos going on. Even in the UK, there's so much of internal conflict going on. Now, keeping all these things in mind, I do think we are at least 8 to 10 years away from mainstream adoption of metaverse. Now, what I do think is 3 to 5 years down the line, mainstream media will be talking about metaverse like they're talking about cryptocurrencies now. So, 5 years down the line, you won't need to explain to someone what metaverse is. Each and every individual will probably be aware of what metaverse is if you look at cryptocurrencies right now and i think i did talk about it in yesterday's episode as well now in 2014 and 15 when i should talk to people about cryptocurrencies they used to give me a smoke kind of look that i'm trying to scam them but now when i talk to them about bitcoin and cryptocurrencies a lot of them are already aware of what bitcoin is a lot of them are already aware of what dogecoin is and nfts are that thing will happen to metaverse i believe three to five years down the line Will that be mainstream? I don't think so. And that's one of the reasons why I do think that 8 to 10 years down the line is when I do feel that mainstream adoption 
of Maribos will take place. And Jisal, what I would recommend you to do is on the 1st of April, I did release an episode on Metaverse and I did talk about the different time period. So I really recommend you listen to the entire episode because I talked about the general trend and I also talked about the whole notion and the approach of Bitcoin people had in the fintech world and generally the acceptance toward Bitcoin because there was a phase of it was Bitcoin as internet money, then it moved to Bitcoin, not blockchain, then it moved to blockchain, not Bitcoin that lasted for a very long time. Then it was ICO era, then it was a whole DeFi phase, then it was all NFT phase. And right now what you're experiencing is the metaverse phase. But that all being said, I do think Gisal, you're looking at at least 8 to 10 years down the line where mainstream adoption of metaverse is a reality. So that's all for today, guys. When you ask me anything, see you in Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. And check out my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. And of the series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee at 8 Works, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the powers of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, your blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great day. Bye bye.